Welcome to another episode of Nipe Story. This is a fortnightly podcast that brings you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and across the continent. I'm your host, Kevin Wachiro. And on this special episode, we're reading the late Binyavanga's lost chapter from his book, One Day I Will Write About This Place. This is not the right version of events. Hey, mom. I was putting my head on her shoulder the last afternoon before she died. She was lying on a hospital bed, Kenyatta, intensive care, critical care. Because this time I will not be away in South Africa, fucking things up in that chaotic way of mine. I will arrive on time and be there when she dies. My heart arrives on time. I'm holding my dying mother's hand. I'm lifting her hand. Her hand will be swollen with diabetes. Her organs are failing. Hey, mom. Oh. My mind sighs. My heart. I'm whispering in her ear. She's awake. Listening. Soft, calm, loving. With my head right inside her. In her birth space. She's so big, my mother. In this world. Near the next world. Each breath, slow but steady. As it should be. She can see, she can carry everything. I will whisper louder in my mind's breath to hers. She will listen, even if she doesn't hear. Can she? Mom? I will say. Mom? I will say. It grew so easy. A breath, a noise out of my mouth, mixed up with her breath, and she exhales. (sighs) My heart gasps sharp, and now my mind screams. Sharp, so, so hurt, so, so angry. I have never thrown my heart at you, Mum. You have never asked me to. Only my mind says, this, not my mouth, but surely the jack of my breath and heart there next to hers has been registered. Is she letting me in? Nobody, nobody ever in my life has had this. Never, mum. I did not trust you, mom. And I pulled air hard, pulled it down into my navel, and let it out slow and firm, clean and without bumps out of my mouth, loud and clear over shoulder into her ear. I am a homosexual mom. July 2000. This is the right version of events. 
I am living in South Africa without having seen my mother for five years, even though she's sick, because I'm afraid and ashamed. I'm hurricaning to move my life so I can see her. But she's in Nakuru, collapsing, and they'll be rushing her kidneys to Kenyatta Hospital in Nairobi, where there will be a dialysis machine and a tropical storm of experts awaiting her. Relatives will rush to see her and organs will collapse and machines will kick into action. I'm rushing, winding up everything to leave South Africa. It'll take two more days for me to leave, to fly out, when in the morning of 11th July 2000, my uncle calls me to ask if I am sitting down. She's gone, Ken. I will call my Auntie Grace in that family gathering nanosecond to find a way to cry urgently inside Baba. But they say he's crying and thundering and lightning in his 505 car around Nairobi because his wife is dead and nobody can find him for hours. Three days ago, he told me it was too late to come to see her. He told me not to risk losing my ability to return to South Africa by coming home for the funeral. I should not be traveling carelessly in that artist way of mine without papers. Kenneth. He frowns on the phone. I cannot risk illegal deportation, he says, and losing everything. But it is my mother. I am 29. It is the 11th of July, 2000. I, Binyavanga Wainaina, quite honestly swear I have known I am a homosexual since I was five. I have never touched a man sexually. I have slept with three women in my life. One woman, successfully. Only once with her. It was amazing. But the next day, I was not able to. It will take me five years after my mother's death to find a man who will give me a massage and some brief paid-for love in Earl's Court, London. And I'll be freed until my best friend, who will surprise me by understanding without understanding. I will tell them what I did, but not tell him I am gay. I cannot say the word gay until I am 39, four years after that brief massage encounter. Today, it is the 18th of January 2013, and I am 43. Anyway, it will not be a hurricane of diabetes that kills mom inside Kenyatta Hospital Critical Care before I have taken four steps to get on a plane to sit by her side. Somebody. Nurse? We'll leave a small window open the night before she dies in the July Kenyatta Hospital cold. It is my birthday today. 18th January 2013. Two years ago, on the 11th July 2011, my father had a massive stroke and was brain dead in minutes. Exactly 11 years to the day my mother died. His heart beat for four days, but there was nothing to tell him. I am five years old. He stood there in overalls, awkward his chest a railway track of sweaty bumps and little hard beads of hair. Everything about him is smooth, slow, 
bits of brown on a cracked tooth, that endless long smile. A good thing for me, the slow way he moves, because I am transparent to people's patterns and can trip so easily and fall into snarls and fear with jerky people. A long easy smile. He lifts me in the air and swings. He smells of diesel and the world of all other people's movements has disappeared. I'm away from everybody for the first time in my life and it is glorious. And then it is a tunnel of fear. There are no creeks in him. Like a tractor, he will climb any hill steadily. If he walks away now with me, I will go with him forever. I know if he puts me down, my legs will not move again. I am so ashamed. I stop myself from clinging. I jump away from him and avoid him forever. For 20-something years, I even hug men awkwardly. There will be this feeling again, stronger, firmer now, aged maybe seven. Once with another slow, easy golfer at Nakuru Golf Club. And I'm shaking because he shook my hand. Then I am crying alone in the toilet because the repeat of this feeling has made me suddenly ripped apart and, and lonely. The feeling is not sexual. It is certain. It is overwhelming. It wants to make a home. It comes every few months like a bout of malaria and leaves me shaken for days and confused for months. I do nothing about it. I am five when I close myself into a vague happiness that asks for nothing much from anybody. Absent-minded. Sweet. I am grateful for all love. I give it more than I receive it. Often. I can be selfish. I masturbate a lot and never allow myself to crack and grow my heart. I touch no men. I read books. I love my dad so much. My heart is learning to stretch. I am a homosexual. Binyavanga Wainaina, or Binya as he was known, would have been 49 last month. He passed on on the 21st of May 2019. The essay, I Am a Homosexual Mom, was released in 2014. Other works of his that we featured on this podcast are How to Write About Africa and The Power of Love. We've carried this story because I believe it's important that LGBTQI stories are made known. Our stories matter too, and I'm proud to carry the works of queer writers from across the continent or stories that are queer-themed. In this day and age, it is important that queer African stories, fiction or otherwise, have a platform. I hope Binya's essay is helpful to anyone grappling with their sexuality, their identity, or how they choose to be seen. If you have a short story that you'd like to share, please email us at producer at fingerpiano.co.ke. Make sure your word count is between 750 to 4,500 words. Please write a review and rate the podcast and tell your people about Nipe's story. 
You can follow us here on SoundCloud, on Facebook we are Nipe Story, and on Twitter our handle is Nipe underscore Story. Nipe Story is a finger piano production. <laughs>